Welcome to the Live Inspired Now podcast. Inspiration, motivation, tips, and lots of laughs for your family and life. Hi, welcome back to the Live Inspired Now podcast. I'm Heather Paris, and tonight I am joined by my husband, Ed Paris. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this is actually the second recording of this very same podcast, and let me tell you why. After recording the entire podcast today, I realized that I had the wrong microphone on, so nothing recorded properly. And that took me several takes before I got it right, so I am re-recording the entire thing, but not without some other um, craziness that happened before this podcast. So because the podcast didn't take and I had to re-record it, I couldn't re-record it right away because my lovely husband was outside building me a grand staircase on my porch. And because he was using power tools, which is near my office, I could not do my podcast because then you guys would hear drills and saws and all that kind of stuff. So I decided to take a break from podcasting and go outside and water my plants. And I stepped on a loose paver and fell and fractured my toe. So I am sitting here with a very sore and swollen big toe talking tonight about frustration intolerance. Oh, the irony, right, Dad? <laughs> well, the good news is now I get to join you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I do love it when you join me. So thank you. You're welcome. So today we're talking about frustration intolerance, which is just the inability to deal with frustration and negative emotions. It's kind of like the obsession with immediate gratification. And I wanted to talk about this because I especially hear from a lot of parents who tell me that their kids are overly entitled, they don't have any patience, they're not emotionally or mentally resilient, they get impatient and angry, they're quick to react to things. And I'm here to tell you that patience equals success. And the more emotionally resilient you are, the better you'll do in life. And uh, modeling that for your kids is the best way to teach your kids how to be that, right? Yeah, sure. And so I think with parents, most often they see it when they're teenager or when their kids get to become teenagers. Um, and uh, while it's always best to start when they're young, there is hope. Uh, even when they're teenagers, there are some things that you can do to uh, to reduce <laughs> those uh, feelings are you sure? of frustration. Are you sure there's hope when there's teenagers involved? Yeah. I'm starting to doubt it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so in this day and age, everything is instant. You want a book, you instantly download it. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail or to go to the store and buy it. You want a video game, you go online and you buy it and you play it. Everything is instantaneous. So what's happening as a result of that is a lot of people um, are getting used to that immediate gratification. So they're not becoming very tolerant to any kind of frustration or frustrated emotion that they might have, like having to wait for something. So it's important to teach kids especially, but it's important for us too to learn how to deal with negative emotions, anger, frustration, Guilt, especially mom guilt. One of the questions that I asked today on Facebook was, what, as a parent, do you feel especially guilty about? So mom guilt, dad guilt too. 
jealousy, hatred, irritation, anxiety, depression, recklessness. That's a huge one. Um, kids feeling reckless because they're bored or because they're not they don't have enough adventure in their life or whatever. So they're going out and, and acting out poorly because of that. They just don't know how to deal with those types of emotions. So tonight we're going to give you some ways to become emotionally resilient and so that you can be a little more adaptable to frustration because guess what? Frustration, anger, even hatred, all natural and normal. Am I making this up? No, no, that's the real <laughs> deal. So one thing I hear all the time in our industry is love is the answer. Love is always the answer. And while I believe that on a spiritual level, on a human level, hate is a real thing. And I really get upset when people beat themselves up all the time because they hate something or they hate someone or because they experience hatred. If you are a human being, you experience hatred. That is normal and it is okay. Now, how you act on that might not be okay. Right. So the healthy thing to do is to feel that hatred or to feel that anger and then express your emotions and discharge. Right. Or explain. Yep. Explain, explain your emotions. Right. Explain your feelings and then move on from that. Uh, I'm sure we've all heard uh, that Hanging on to uh, hatred and anger, it doesn't do anything to anyone else except for you. Right. That's right. It only punishes us. And it is and it is absolutely okay to hate something. I'm here as a coach, one of those fruity tooty life coaches. I'll be the first to tell you it's okay to hate things and to hate people. Because guess what? There's bad stuff in the world. And I hate that. I hate that people have to die. I hate people who murder people you know i their hatred is a natural human emotion and, and so, raisins and raisins i freaking hate raisins <laughs> so much don't even get me started so let's talk about some ways to become emotionally resilient one of the first and easiest things that you can do and that i know you're a big proponent of this one is to set goals and to wait and work for them so one of the things that i like to tell people to do especially parents is if you if you have an iphone and then the shiny new, brand new, awesome iPhone comes out, the iPhone 37 or whatever they're on now. Hmm. Um, and of course you want it because now it comes in hot pink and it's absolutely beautiful and it's got a way better camera and all these cool features. That doesn't mean that you have to act on that and instantly go out and buy it. So if you have kids, this is a really good um, teaching opportunity too. One thing that you can do is to get a jar, get a coin jar and set the jar out and throw your coins or your dollars in it and just save up. Even if you can afford the phone, just teach your kids how to save up, how to anticipate, how to get excited about getting something in the future. If you get everything instantly, then it is hard to build up that that resiliency to frustration and to patience. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I think um, we've conditioned ourselves to want that, to that we desire that instant gratification. And uh, even uh, TV, if you've ever watched TV with the sound turned off so that you just see the picture, it's it becomes even more obvious how quickly the picture changes. And that's because 
there's all kinds of scientific studies that have determined how short the attention span is of people. And, and then TV um, expounds upon that and makes it even more pronounced. And that way, you've always, they've always got your attention. And so they change, 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 change. And the same goes with our, our spending habits. And rather than um, saving up and buying something of quality, quite often we go and buy something that's um, lesser quality because we can get it right away because it's a cheaper price. And then we end up with a substandard product and it breaks after That's right. a shorter amount of time. And That transfers over to emotional things too. So I want to talk about like in a relationship. I know a lot of the young people that I, that I work with are constantly racing to the friggin' finish line in a relationship. They're with their boyfriend or girlfriend and they're wondering and wishing when is he or she going to say I love you and they almost manipulate that to make it happen by saying things like you love me and just trying to pull those emotions out rather than waiting for it to happen organically and naturally so it becomes manipulative FYI on a total side note that's like the worst way to have a relationship but absolutely that's a whole nother whole nother (laughs) talk right um one of my favorite examples of waiting is Christmas. I love Christmas. Anyone who knows me or has listened before, you know I'm a freaking Christmas nutcake. So I love Christmas, but my favorite part of Christmas is the anticipation. It's the two months, that's right, two months, because I started November, October, if my kids would let me, um, the anticipation leading up to it. I love making out the Christmas cards. I love planning out the menus. I love wrapping and shopping and all of the things that get, that comes along with Christmas. So much so that on Christmas Day, I feel sad. That's when everyone's the happiest. Most, most of the time is on Christmas Day. They get to open the presents. They get to do all the fun stuff, all this buildup. To me, that's like the that's like the worst day of Christmas because... Now it's over. I love the anticipation. And it and it reminds me of the... Have you heard of the marshmallow experiment, Thad, from Stanford University? I have not. Back in the 70s, um, a doctor, Walter Mischel, did an experiment called the marshmallow experiment. And he had kids come into a room just by themselves, and he offered them a marshmallow. He said, if you wait, it's now you get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> he said, you can have this marshmallow right now, or if you wait 15 minutes, then I'll come back in to the room and give you two marshmallows. And a lot of the kids were able to wait, but some of the kids gobbled up the marshmallow instantly. Well, they did expanded studies on these kids. So 20, 30 years later, these kids who were able to delay their gratification um, and, and wait for that second marshmallow had higher SAT scores. They were more physically fit and healthier. They were more competent. They were leaders. They made more money. All It was absolutely unbelievable, the results. And you can just, if you Google it, you can just Google marshmallow experiment Stanford University and read the entire study. But it's absolutely amazing what teaching your kids some patience and delayed gratification really does for them in the future. Don't you think that's like something they can apply for the rest of their lives? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, 
I think financially speaking, the kids that had held off and waited were also much better off, more likely to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and, uh, and far more successful. And uh, just goes to show you can eat more marshmallows after waiting and be healthier and more fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's so that's one of the ways that you can become more emotionally resilient or teach your kids is by setting goals and then waiting and working for them and, and enjoying learning to enjoy the anticipation. Another thing that you can do is to just ask questions. Um, is it true? Is it always true? And then there's something called REBT, which is rational emotive behavioral therapy. So when we're dealing with negative emotions, frustration, guilt. Now this is this is the perfect example. I've been talking and dealing with moms all day because of that question on Facebook. So I'm inundated with mom guilt and I myself have experienced mom guilt oh maybe once or twice. Ha, <laughs> once or twice a th- times a thousand, right? So mom guilt, perfect example. A mom says that she feels guilty because she missed the kid's school play because she had to work. But she's a single mother, so she really had no option. She had to work. She feels guilty and terrible. So she's saying, well, I always miss everything. I always miss out on everything. I'm a terrible mom. So when you start to ask questions, you can kind of debunk what you're saying so that you feel better about it. So is it true? Do you really miss every single event for your child? Is it always the case? You know, um, are you really a bad parent? Are there other ways that you've stepped up even though you couldn't go to the school play? Are there other things that you're able to do with your child that maybe other parents aren't? Just asking questions like that really gets you thinking more positively focused, right? Right. And I I would just add that the opposite of that, if you're choosing not to question the reality of that situation, then you're going to be more likely to continue pursuing and continue down that same path. So if you're continually telling yourself, I'm never able to make it to these events, and you don't question the reality of that and you continue to repeat that and repeat it, it it's going to become your reality That's to the right. point that you will, you'll tell yourself, well, I missed the last one, so I might as well miss this one. And you start uh, rationalizing the, the uh, negative side of it right. rather than focusing on the positive aspect. That's right. And so with REBT, all that is, it's a fancy way of saying use preferential language. So rather than saying, I always miss my kids' events, I'm a terrible parent, maybe you could say, I missed my kids' school play this time, but I'll have her perform this weekend at home so I can see it. Or I'll buy a copy of the video and we can all watch it together. Or whatever, you know, I missed my kid's school performance this time, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad parent. It just means that I couldn't make it this time. So there's, you just have to change the language that you're using and and question whether what you're saying is true and always true. Don't turn those little molehills into gigantic Mount Everest because it's only going to harm you. And like you said, it's going to change your reality into something totally negative. Right. And so that's a habit that quite often kids learn and then continue to grow and grow and grow. And then you become adults that that exhibit that same behavior. That's called globalization, where you um, 
one particular situation becomes all the time. So Right. And then the kids, that becomes their mantra too. Because then the kid hears you saying it and the kid says, yeah, my mom never comes to anything. My mom never comes to right. anything. They start to build up that resentment because that that becomes true in their head rather than helping them see. And I did a whole video about that too. And there's going to be another podcast about that. Sneak peek. I know sneak peek. Woohoo. But it's about um, helping your kids have inner dialogue. That's healthier and happier based because if they're constantly saying my mom's never there for me, my mom's never there there for me. And that's really not the case. If they continue to say that, that's what they're going to believe. They're going to become resentful. They're going to start, acting out against you they're you know it's just going to cause a huge problem so help them learn a better mantra a better thing to say as opposed to glo- like you said globalizing one event right absolutely um the other thing that you can do to become more emotionally resilient and build up your tolerance for frustrating emotions is to explain your feelings and deal with it versus expressing and reacting. So the difference between explaining and expressing, and we've talked about that before, explaining is I feel angry right now because my toe hurts or expressing it, it was what I was doing out on the lawn, crying (laughs) and yelling, ow, I hurt my toe, my toe hurts, my toe hurts. (laughs) That was expressing, I am now to a point where I can explain. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to think that it's never okay to express how you're feeling. Of course, if you have an injury, if you're sick, I mean, it's absolutely okay to feel your emotions. Your emotions are absolutely valid. They're just not always useful. So what my favorite quote, and it's by me, is <laughs> to... Act kindly, react thoughtfully, and interact compassionately. And so if we keep, if we bear that in mind with the way that we can explain our feelings, especially about how we're feeling about other people, it's one thing if you fracture your toe, but it's a whole nother thing if I'm angry at my spouse or my kid or whatever. Right. And it's, as you mentioned, it's certainly reasonable and expected to to feel those emotions and and while they're not necessarily the best emotions they are natural as you said and so Mm -hmm. to deny those emotions would not be accurate and would not be beneficial so rather than deny your emotions um, or even the alternative to focus intently on those emotions and continue to live in that state of negative emotion um, those are kind of the two extremes there and so what you need to do is be right in the middle and make sure that you're you're uh, acknowledging the emotion and and processing through it and then moving on rather than staying put there in those negative emotions right and one of the examples that i use all the time because it's such a good example that everyone can relate to is when you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off And then you blow the horn at them or you chuck the finger at them, the bird or whatever, or you scream or you yell out your window or you chase them down, whatever the case may be, um, that that's expressing anger versus explaining it. Now, if somebody cuts you off in the car and you feel angry, that's a valid feeling. But instead of acting out on it, you want to react 
thoughtfully, act kindly, react thoughtfully, interact compassionately. So you might say, I feel really angry right now. That guy cut me off and it scared me because I have my kids in the car and I felt like he was going to cause us to be in an accident or whatever, whatever the case may be, which leads us into the next story or the next point, (laughs) (laughs) the next way to become more emotionally resilient, which is to make up stories of empathy. This is one of the things that I really like to do to try and create a more compassionate story in your head. So for example, the guy cuts you off and you start to feel really angry you can diffuse that anger or frustration by making up a story like that guy just cut me off. Oh my gosh, he must be on his way to the hospital. His wife must be in the back seat giving birth to their child or whatever. Um, that's just a little easier to digest and feel compassion than he's an a-hole. He cut me off that jerk. He doesn't care about anyone else. And yeah. that takes the focus off of us, too, and puts it outward on, on helping other people. Another scenario where that happens quite often is when, when someone uh, is short with you or says something harsh to you, whether it's a, a cashier at the store or, or uh, someone else. Cranky co-worker. Yeah, co-worker. Um, it just l- tell yourself, uh, boy, something must be going on with them that I don't know about. And, right. Uh, you know, rather than uh, blowing your stack and getting upset with them, if you just think of it that way and, and realize that there's probably something else that has nothing to do with that situation that you're in right now with them uh, that's affecting them and causing them frustration. And uh, and once you understand that they're really um, they're expressing their emotions that way, then you can uh, you can appreciate it and and deal with it a little bit better once you have an understanding of what's happening there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing that I think of a lot. Like when somebody's being really cranky or bitchy, I always think like what is going on in their world to cause them to act that way? Right. Did they get into a fight with their husband or wife before work? Was their kid just expelled from school? You know what I mean? There's so there's just limitless possibilities as to why their behavior is. And it's not an excuse. You know, it's not to excuse people's bad behavior. It's just to be a little more compassionate and understand that we don't necessarily have the full picture. Right. And it's really all about you. So uh, um, we're talking about how you handle that situation. So you could either get upset with them or you could create this story like we talked about of, well, okay, something else must be happening here to cause them to get upset. That's not going to affect me. I'm going to handle the situation rationally and um, and focus on the reality of it. Right. And it never is about you because if it angers you, it's about you. So if that person, if you're interacting with somebody that's angry or, you know, curt or just snarky or whatever, um, it's it's... 99.9% it's about them. It's not about you. Sure. So, and that's, but everyone does that. Everyone sits around thinking, oh, what did I do? What did I do? I'm, they must hate me. They must not like me. I must have made them mad. I must have not done that right or whatever. And it, that's just like hardly ever the case. You know what I mean? Yep, that's right. Yeah. So another thing, this is my favorite piece of advice to give to every person on earth, especially parents. I know you can handle this, 
but let me know if you need help. So that's our mantra here in the house with all the kids. I know you can handle it, but let me know if you need help. And that should be our mantra to ourselves too. I can handle this. I broke my toe and it hurts and I'm gonna cry and I might swear a little because it hurts and that's okay to discharge my feelings, but I can handle this. It's not the end of the world. You know, no matter what you're going through, no matter how horrible it seems, I mean, a broken toe is pretty small. I know people are dealing with cancer and grief and um, lost jobs and divorce and all of these things. And guess what? If you can hear me right now, you have handled every single second of your life. You might not have handled it the way you wish you had handled it. You might have thought of a better way to have handled it and you might not have, you maybe screwed the whole thing up, but you still handled it and survived, right? Yeah, you've succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> you're a you're success, a success. Story. <laughs> Yay, you're a success story. No matter what you've been through, you handled it. If you are still here with us, you handled it. Absolutely. And that's important to remember because people don't think that they are very resilient. You know, I my clients tell me that all the time. They'll come in to see me for the first or second time, never after that because then I <laughs> I teach them how resilient they are, but in the beginning they don't think that they are very capable. Um, but if you if you're here today right now breathing and living and hearing this, you're capable and you can handle it. And another thing that you can do to um, lower your frustration intolerance is to laugh. Just freaking laugh. Like if I didn't laugh about this being my second recording and here it is late at night and we're still sitting here and I don't like to work at this hour of the night, but I'm here because it has to get done, whatever. We'll just laugh about it. My toes throbbing. It's not very funny. <laughs> But it is at the same time. It'll it be funny, funny next week. You know what was funny? Laying out there on the ground, you didn't even know. Because you were drilling or something, so it was really loud, so you didn't hear me. So I was, for those of you who are listening, everyone, um, I was like six feet away from Thad, laying on the ground, <laughs> crying. Harry's running across the yard. Mom, Mom. But you didn't even notice me because you had the thing on i guess i'm gonna have to get you a life alert oh my god right i need that <laughs> my friend dawn and i you know dawn obviously but my friend dawn who's my bff for listeners um and i were talking the other day she was having an emotional crisis um as we all do sometimes she was just feeling really down and had had some bad news and so we were laughing because she had cried in the store and one of the cashier guys was really super kind to her and slid some chocolate over to her. And we just laughed and laughed about how completely perfect that was. And we decided that we were going to create life alert bracelets for, for like women that, but it's not life alert. Somehow we have to have a symbol, like maybe a broken heart or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then on the inside, it says, for emergencies, please apply kindness and chocolate. <laughs> I, I don't like know. it. Or, and there could be a wine one too. Like, please, please apply a glass of wine or something. Mm. 
I don't know. But whatever. We laughed our butts off. It was funnier when we first talked about it, I guess. <laughs> anyway, some of the quick things that you can do, especially if you are dealing with some challenges. I have a friend on Facebook that's dealing with cancer right now, and everyone has challenges in their lives. There are some things that you can do to build up your tolerance for these uncomfortable frustrating, painful things that we experience. Some of the things that I like to do is I like to meditate. I like to read. I like to write. Writing makes me feel so good. I always feel like I can get my words out better when I'm writing than when I'm speaking. You can visit friends. You could take a walk, go to movies, Use essential oils. I love essential oils. For those of you who are not familiar, go to liveinspirednow.com and just if you if you click on shop, one of the buttons says essential oils and you can check it out there. But to me, essential oils are the best things ever. In fact, I applied peppermint oil before we started this because it relaxes me. The smell, you know, imagine walking into your home when you're younger and your mom just baked chocolate chip cookies and the whole house smells so good and you're just sitting there waiting for that ooey gooey chocolate chip cookie to come out of the oven. Yum. That's what essential oils are to me. They're they smell good, so I'm really in tune with smells. Yeah, another thing that you can do is uh, I, I call it depositing into your happy bank. So right. some people use um, a song. So in Firewalking, we have a, a little ditty or a song that we sing. And so most people, generally speaking, are having a good time there. And so they, they recite that song or they repeat it. And sing what, it. No. We want to hear it. No. You have to you have to come to an event if you want to hear the the song. But um so they continually sing that song during that time when they're when they're feeling good and they're having uh, joy and happiness and then at a time when they're when they're down in the dumps or something uh negative is happening then they just recite that little song and uh then they're withdrawing from their happiness bank at a time when they need it. That's right. Absolutely. And do whatever it takes, you know, for you. For me, it's meditating and chilling out on the couch, watching funny shows or whatever. Um, for you, it might be taking a ride or a road trip or a sand, what is it called? A sand, a Zen garden, sand Zen garden, which I have sitting here on my desk, which Thad is playing with. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't see that. So yeah, I mean, whatever whatever you have to do to make yourself feel better, to be more resilient because negative emotions are part of life. And if you constantly give in to them, then you're not really um, being emotionally or mentally resilient. And emotional and mental resilience will take you farther than anything else on this planet, further than your education will get you, further than your ability will get you further than your talent. If you are emotionally and mentally resilient and can withstand life and cranky people and all the things that cause us to be frustrated, you will go so much farther, so much farther. Um, so I, again, I want you to visit liveinspirednow.com. A lot of this stuff is in my book, which is called Live Inspired Now. And it's available at liveinspirednow.com or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, anywhere booksellers uh, are selling books. 
Another thing that you can do is have an adventure. One of the things that Thad and I do together is we host fire walks here in our home at Port, in Port Byron, New York. And the fire walk is an amazing experience. It really teaches people how to bust through fears, whether they're getting divorced or they've gone bankrupt or they, you know, just hate their job or they hate their life or whatever they're experiencing. Um, the firewalk will break you through those challenges and really take you to the next level. Yeah, and I think the coolest thing about it is, is specific to this conversation we're having here is we really step into um, processing and understanding those right. negative emotions that you're experiencing and giving you a safe and healthy way to overcome those and and how to quickly overcome them in the future. So um, it's a great experience and I would encourage everyone if you haven't already done that to uh, give it a shot and if you have come check it out with us uh, there's no two fire walks that are ever the same I know and people really learn a lot about themselves I mean we have coaches that come teachers psychologists I mean every walk of life has come to the fire walk and they always learn and take something away from it. And, and people come multiple times because every time you come, you learn something different. And um, it's about those interactions with other people and learning about yourself, how you communicate, how you deal with pressure, how you can step up as a leader, things like that. It's pretty amazing. So if you are interested, if you are local to the Syracuse, Rochester, New York area, please look us up at uh, Thad's website at flameny.com. That's flame, F-L-A-M-E-N-Y, flameny.com, right? You and got when's it. the next one? July 23rd. July 23rd. Right I can't wait. We have people coming up from New York City for that one. We have people from Syracuse. It's going to be an amazing night, but it is limited to... A certain amount of people so sign up as soon as possible again flameny.com yeah definitely get in on that one soon if you're interested in july event yeah thank you so much for joining us i have enjoyed speaking to you and i'm sure thad has too right thad absolutely will you please tape up my toe now <laughs> you got it i'll go play doctor <laughs> thank you i need an ice pack and a popsicle stick and some tape I'll see what I can I do. I think. Okay. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining the Live Inspired Now podcast. Please share, share, share. We are on a mission to make the world more emotionally and mentally resilient. Happier, healthier families are so important to us as I know they are to you. Reach out if you need anything. Liveinspirednow.com. My email is heather at liveinspirednow.com. You can even get my phone number and text me at liveinspirednow.com. Calm. Until next time, thank you so much for being here with me. Peace. <laughs> Bye.